0: Yes, God, not with mere words, we want to offer you true praise. Not with melodies, we want to offer you true praise. Not just with our presence, we want to offer you true praise. Amen. Will you say this with me? Repeat after me. Today I offer true praise because I am truly free. I trust God who lives within me. I trust God who lives within me. And so it is. amen. Amen. Well, just like the gospel ensemble saying, we all want to offer God true praise. But sometimes true praise is hard to do. True praise is hard when life and the burdens of life get in the way. True praise is hard when hard times seem to always fall upon us. When folks have lost jobs and others who have been looking for a job, some for two weeks, others two months. And still some others, two years without finding any type of employment. True praise is hard. When custody battles threaten to take our children away from us, when our loved ones unexpectedly pass away, when our personal relationships seem to fall apart, and when you're constantly being treated as less than because of the person you are or the person whom you love, true praise is hard when your faith is constantly being questioned and challenged, when you live from paycheck to paycheck just trying to put food on the table, just trying to put gas in your car, just trying to keep the lights and the AC on in the sweltering heat of a Houston summer, people of God, true praise is hard. Even on a weekend like this one, July 4th, when we celebrate freedom, knowing that still not everyone in this country is truly free, When you have to hide the truth of who you are simply to protect yourself in this great country of ours, true praise is hard. And just as true praise is hard today, the same was true in the first century. Our Gospel text from Matthew this morning is written in perilous times. The Gospel of Matthew is written after the year 80, after the fall of the Jerusalem temple. Now, we Christians today, we tend to forget that the earliest followers of Jesus were not Christians, but they were faithful Jews. And as Jews, the temple was the religious center for the vast majority of people in Jerusalem. Now, it just wasn't the religious, cultural, and social center of one's life, people of God. It was where God lived. And so in the year 70 when the Romans destroyed an uprising of the Jewish people people who just wanted freedom from the oppression of the Roman Empire people who just wanted freedom from the tyrant Emperor Caesar the Romans squashed that rebellion and they demolished the temple at the same time they destroyed the temple do you hear this can you imagine what must have been going on in their minds and in their spirits The place where God lived was gone. God was gone and nowhere to be found. God was destroyed. God was dead. Do you have any idea what it's like to feel the burdens of your world collapsing all around you and to feel as if God is dead? Maybe you do. But this is what Matthew's community is going through. And so in response to this crisis, Matthew remembers the tradition that was passed down over 50 years before when Jesus told folks, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and you will find rest. Such beautiful words, right? But are they not just words? How was Matthew's community supposed to find rest in these Just words? How are we to find rest in these words? To Matthew's community, these aren't mere words. These words point to something much greater. You see, when you place these words in the context of Jesus' life, you get much more than rest. People of God, you get freedom. Matthew remembers that right before Jesus showed up in the first century, there was a man by the name of John the Baptizer... Now, John was more of a separatist type of figure. He was a bug-eating wilderness prophet. You know, our fire ant problem in Houston would be sort of a Friday night out delicacy for John. And as you might imagine, because of his peculiar taste and peculiar interest, John didn't receive too many friend requests on Facebook. He was just too out there for most religious folks. Now Jesus, on the other hand, would have been at every cookout, at every barbecue, at every pub and club, and at every corner of the most scandalous streets, meeting people. He would have had over 5,000 Facebook friends, or whatever the max is, and most would have looked like they were from the cast of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. (laughs) Gluttons, sex workers, drinkers, you throw in a few peasants and some homeless folks and all sorts of supposed sinners. This was Jesus' crowd. And Matthew remembers, of course, that religious people talked about Jesus and his friends too. They were also just a little too out there. But Matthew remembers that there was a reason why Jesus was out there. You see, many of the people around Jesus, they could not obtain access to the temple in Jerusalem. They were told all of their lives that they were somehow beyond the reach of God's love, that they were just too out there to be included in the family of God. They were basically told all their life that God is dead to you. And Jesus goes out, goes out after them and tells them, Jessica, if God is anywhere, God is not in the temple, God is right where you are. Eddie, no matter the things that you've been through or the things that you are going through, you have always been a child of God and you will always be a child of God sister danielle god isn't confined to a temple or a religious building no god lives within you come to me all you out there who are weary take my yoke upon you my yoke that is the knowledge and the truth that god is not dead but god is yet alive right within you you will find rest These are not just mere words. These words point to something that is so true. Matthew's community remembers their history, knowing that when society would not give them access to God in the temple, Jesus gave them the freedom to access God right where they are. Right where they are from within. Finding rest in the truth that God lives within them, they could not respond to any circumstance, any situation. They can respond to any life challenge with freedom not bound by the chains of hopelessness. Even in midst of the trauma of the temple falling, Matthew's community remembers that they have the freedom to not dwell on the current junk in front of them. They have the freedom to have a new thought, to respond with hope, and to experience something new, to experience God anew. When you are able to trust God within you, you have much more than rest. You have true freedom. Freedom to respond and release the hellish chains that have you bound up. C.S. Lewis, in his book, The Great Divorce, he tells the story of a man on a journey from hell to heaven. And the book begins with a man finding himself at a bus stop. He's in the rain, and it's a gray and shabby town. And the only sign of life around is the people who are with him at the bus stop. And after standing in the rain for a short while, a bus soon arrives, and some folks decide to hop on the the bus, but not everyone. The bus takes them to a journey over a cliff. And as they journey over that cliff, all of a sudden, people begin to see stunning trees and beautiful blades of green grass. The skies begin to turn from gray to blue. It's as if the travelers have come into a paradise only known as heaven. And then when they arrive to this beautiful heaven, they get off the bus, and once they depart the bus, the man encounters a wise teacher. And in trying to discern the bus journey that he was just on, the man asked the wise teacher, sir, was that gray shabby town where we were standing in the rain, was that gray shabby town where we all came from, was that actually hell? And the teacher responds, good man, that gray shabby town is only hell If you choose to stay there Why is it that so many of us on our journey of life We settle on dwelling in the hell When God's rest and the freedom of heaven is right within our reach We know God's rest doesn't remove our life challenges No But God's rest allows us to trust God within us Giving us the freedom to respond to life challenges with hope To not let our burdens have the last word in our lives When I did chaplaincy work in Boston, I remember a woman by the name of Annette. Now, because I worked on the infectious disease units, I knew Annette had AIDS in a pretty advanced state, but I didn't know much else. But in her short two-month stay at the hospital, she opened up to me, and I learned a little bit more about her and how she contracted the HIV virus. She was a Haitian immigrant and had been living in Boston for over 15 years. And she was married for all those years, and never once, never once did any drugs or anything illicit. She never had sex with anyone else except her husband. That was her only sex partner. And you see, she knew that she was infected from HIV from her husband. He was, of course, in denial. He never wanted to get tested. The whole staff tried to persuade him to get tested. I tried to persuade him to get tested, but he just would not do it. And Annette, she understood why. Because in her community, if one was found out to having HIV, you became an immediate social stigma. You were ostracized. And so given the circumstances in which she found herself, Annette wasn't happy about a lot of things. But the only thing that made her happy was when her 7-year-old daughter came to visit her in the hospital. Annette's face would just light up. She would play with her as much as she could. She would read books with her. She would always tell her how beautiful she was. And as you might imagine, after a few weeks of seeing her mother deteriorate so rapidly, Annette's daughter began to really feel the fear and sadness in the hospital. And I remember Annette seeing this and pulling her daughter close. And as she did that, she pointed to her daughter's heart with tears just flowing down her face, telling her daughter, honey, even though you may not be able to see me for too much longer, if you always remember my love, I will always be right here with you. And not too long after that, Annette passed away, and we had a memorial service in the hospital chapel. And Annette's daughter was there, and after the service, I went up to her and just hugged her. I had no idea what kind of comfort I could provide in the midst of all the hell that this little girl was going through. And so after I hugged her, I basically said, sweetie, I'm so sorry. You must miss your mommy so much. And you know what she responded with? After one moment, She pointed to her heart It was as if to say It does hurt Michael Not being able to see my mother does hurt But I know that even though I can't see her She is still right here with me Even in the midst of the hell And the junk that she was going through Annette's daughter found rest But she found it by not responding By not allowing The death of her mother To have the final word You see, people of God, that's true freedom. When you trust God within you so much that no burden, not even death, has the final word on your life. When you stand in the face of your burdens, even in the very face of death, and choose to respond with hope, you are trusting God within you. That is true freedom. There's a story of a passenger jet going through a severe thunderstorm, and as the passengers were being bounced around by the turbulence, a young woman turned to the person sitting next to her, and it happened to be a priest, and he was in his collar. And uh, so she turned to him, and with a sort of nervous laughter, you know, basically asked, "Um, excuse me, sir, father, you're a man of God. Can't you call in a favor? Can't you do something about this storm? And the priest, who was a little overcome with fear himself, and he was a little annoyed with her question, he basically responded by saying, honey, let me tell you something. I may have a collar on, but I'm in sales, not management, Okay. (laughs) Sometimes it's not wise to put all your trust in the minister's connection. Trust God within you. People of God, what burdens and life challenges are you dealing with today? Is it financial? Is it a friend? Is it family? Is it faith? Maybe you've been burdened with a thought that God somehow disapproves of you because you're just too out there or because of all the junk that you've been through. Get rid of that image of God and trust God within you. Maybe a relationship has fallen apart and you don't think you can survive the mining fields of the Houston dating scene. Jesus, help you and trust God within you. Maybe you've been, I heard that. Maybe you've been put in a box because of your past mistakes You've been underestimating yourself for all these years You've been called a disease for a good part of your life So much so that you now consider yourself to be the disease Break those chains and liberate yourself from all that is destroying your personhood Liberate yourself from all that makes you question your own sacred value Trust God within you Maybe this whole searching for God thing has just plain wore you out and you're tired of all the fear-based religion. Welcome to the club, sister. Be free and trust God within you. This morning and this week will you receive the rest that Jesus offers, being assured that because God lives within you, you do have the freedom to respond with hope to whatever burdens you might encounter. Because Jesus' disciples, these first century social misfits and deviants, this cast of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, because they trusted God within them, they experienced resurrection power three days after Jesus died. Matthew's community who was dealing with the aftermath of the destruction of the Jerusalem temple because they trusted God within them they were able to see beyond the fog of their present crisis and to see the Possibilities of a global movement of God's unconditional love for all people and people of God that movement continues today The good news this morning is that true freedom does not rely on the military strength of a country or even the glorious splendor of a religious sanctuary. True freedom does not rely on some idol in the sky who's acting as an angry puppeteer, making some people cursed and others more fortunate. True freedom does not allow your burdens to scare you away from heaven and into hell. True freedom does not let your burdens dictate your life. This weekend, true freedom means trusting God within you. Say this after me. Today I offer true praise praise. because I am truly free. I I trust God who lives within me. I trust God who lives within me. And so it is. Amen.